I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Gallon View podcast. Um, one thing to start with. Yes! <laughs> so that's that out the road. With me tonight um, is four great podders. Uh, I'll welcome you to the youngest one first, Andy. Thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll hold my hands up. The reason we are a couple of minutes late is on me. The laptop just didn't want to work tonight. I think it's off celebrating Dessler's Day. Um, so you're getting me on the iPad a few minutes late. Apologies, guys. No problem. No problem. And on the on my right-hand side, I don't know if it's the same for everybody else, is uh, Mr. Bill. I, 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 I can't even remember your back name. Sorry. Always <laughs> <laughs> just quite Bill. That's <laughs> quite all right. Uh, thanks for having me on tonight. I'm very excited to be on D-Day. Uh, I think that's probably going to bang in 20 goals next season. Well, let's hope so. That's a, that's a good start to the podcast anyway. And down below there is my good old friend, my companion in the morning shows. Uh, welcome, Mr Pollock. How are you? Partner in crime. Mr. Thomas, and that's, yes, I, Bill, I'm going for 25 goals. So, a, a 20 up. Absolute minimum. I mean, I, I'm hoping that this boy's going to uh, set the place in fire, thank God. But uh, good to have him. Yet another one on the books. So, uh, looking forward to it. We're just going to be uh, a whole new team, aren't we? I mean, there's, uh, with the options available to Michael Beale. Tom Lawrence coming back is going to be as good as a new signing. So, yeah, it's uh, exciting days. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, Andrew, when did you uh, when did you get the message? To, we just got it about three minutes before uh, before we came upstairs to to sort of set out for the podcast. When when? But did you know before this, or did you just well, get it then as well? I seen that we just put up the 
they were going to use Threads as a platform and they said they were going to have some exciting news. So from that, I was presuming it kind of only had to be the Dessa's announcement. Um, and it was as good as it would hoped. Um, as they say, it's not official. As he said himself, to be fair, it's not official to see the scarf photo. And um, yeah, happy he's in. Um, I, I, just to carry on, I'll say 30 goals then. Go, we've had 20, 25, 30, 40, 50, 55. Fifty-six. No, that would be that would be that would be good. Well, I do, but I do, I don't mind who gets the goals as long as we've got forwards that can can score because uh, it's definitely one thing we need. We need to cut down the chances at the at our end, and we need to score plenty of goals at the other end. David, you've been preaching that all uh, all season long, I think. Yeah, all last season we were light up front and uh, we were just not converting the possession. And and as as I said before, you know, it was something that Michael Beale lamented on several times in the post-match press conference about us being wasteful, you know, and not being uh, converting the, the amount of possession that we had into goals. And, and there were a couple of occasions, you know, the Motherwell game being the absolute classic when we should have and we could have and should have been 5-0 up at half time and we ended up getting caught. Uh, and that was the ultimately it was the those points that uh, cost us eventually. So let's hope we can get both. And I'm going with Andrew thirty goals. That'll do me. I'll pencil that in. I'll hold you to that, Andrew. Yeah, well, twenty five will do me. With, uh Lammers getting twenty five as well. That 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 would that would suit me. <laughs> Bill. I'll hit you with the, the the first. How do you see us setting up now? Let, let's put it in that Lammers is there. Um, yeah, Lawrence will obviously obviously could be there as well. Sakawa uh, could be there. How how do you see us setting up? I think you know we'll still probably try and play like a four three three or a four two three one like Beale's been playing. But see, just the the quality and the speed that we're going to have now, the strength, the stamina, the intensity, which I'm hoping will come next season. You know, I, I think that's kind of how we're going to be setting up, pressing high, winning the ball back, turning it over and attacking again. And, you know, like, I, th- I think it's something that the last couple of seasons with things going on, like the lack of fitness and all of that, I think it's something that we've really missed. And if we can, you know, get back to that, because like maybe two years ago, you know, we were looking like a team like that. See, sort of the last half of that season when we got to the Europa League final, I thought that's the type of team that we were, but it totally dropped away. The players' fitness dropped off. But next season, I think, you know, at it to the first whistle, every game right up to the last whistle, pressing defences, winning the ball, nice one-touch passing, creating chances, and hopefully, what well, something we've not done this season is actually put those chances away. And with the, you know, the two new strikers coming in, sort of fairy tale signings almost. Um, I'm really, really excited. Really looking forward to seeing how the team lines up. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to going to miss you over for this one, uh, Andrew. I'll come back to you, David. Are we going Dutch? Are we going the old uh, Dutch master style of uh, of, of yeah high intensity play, winning the ball back early, as Bill said there. And it's it's sort of a reeks of the. The Michael's Dutch way of playing football, isn't it? I, I think you can call it anything you like, just as long as we pay a, a faster pace than we have been recently, because uh, it's the 
the horseshoe stuff, I, I mean, I almost swore there. <laughs> but I, I managed to uh, hold it in. So, no, we're, we're, I think someone's already mentioned in the comments, you know, with the, the five subs, with the quality that we should now have on the bench, we should be able to replace like for like during these games and, and continue that level of intensity and energy and pace that I, we, we, we start off with. Because we, we really have to, you know, work on the the attitude that when we get across that white line that the game starts from from minute one. Too often, you know, we were we were playing games and and it, we were getting 20, 25 minute bursts, whether that be it was, you know, from the offset, it would die away, start of the second half. It was all too uh, disjointed, I, I suppose would be one way of putting it, but we, we need to uh, play at that level of intensity for, for the duration of the game and all the way to the end. So um, I'm really hoping we can kick on here because, you know, the change in personnel gives us a chance to reinvent ourselves and uh, let's hope it's a goal fest. That's what I'm pinning my hopes on. Yeah, well, Andrew, oh, coming back to you now, uh, with Sterling in the team, uh, Tavernier there, can you see us going 3-5-2? Uh, well, um, the one thing I'd like to say is I hope Sterling's not going to have to be a right-back if the Gerard Tavernier links or anything to be looked at. Uh, Stevie, thanks for 55, but you can get to. Um, Tav's hopefully going to retire as a Rangers man and the Rangers captain. Uh, I mean, it's certainly... It's good that we have that option. Um, I know we, we can have talked about 433 or 4-2-3-1 uh, or whatever. Um, it's good to have an option where sometimes, like last season, for example, we were, in those games where we needed to keep attacking, plugging away and trying to get a goal, we, that's always you do. Just take up a, a, a defender or, or stick get, get the full-backs all the way up the park and, and go to a three-back. Um, I mean, it, it's good to have the option. I know Michael's kind of toyed with that kind of thought. We've seen your, your main man, um, <laughs> David Lundstrom, dropping in as a centre-back sometimes. Um, uh, I'm hoping that maybe we'll have some org more organisation having natural defenders in um, than having Lundstrom dropping back as a, a kind of last last hope. Um, it's good to have that option. Um, you, you asked about the Dutch style and I thought it was something completely different, but we'll, we'll, we'll not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to Amsterdam too often, mate. <laughs> <That's for sure. laughs> um, you've put me you've put me off my report now. <laughs> anyway, that comment. Um Bill, uh coming coming to you. Um yeah, I've, I've totally lost it. That, that's really thrown me off my thrown me off my horse, that one. Uh, coming back to you, yeah. The, the difference we last year uh, and this year is that uh we're going to have some bench. Last year we were looking at the bench and there was absolutely nobody. I mean, you're looking at, at the bench and thinking, what's it going to do? What's it going to change? It can't change anything. I think that's going to be the big difference. Yeah, and you know, like the, the stronger bench is going to serve us really well, I think. Um, last season we were so thin on the ground at times and sort of the second half of the season before. You know, it's like we were we were playing players out of position at the start of games, never mind bringing them on to play them out of position. So I'm really excited about the fact that we'll have actually five subs to bring on during a game to strengthen what's already on the park. And, you know, I think that's a lot of what's working for, I know we don't like to talk about them, but the other lot, you know, I think the five subs during a game, 
that's what was helping them keep up that high intensity football that they were playing. Um, so it'll be really, really good for us just having players to bring on when somebody's run themselves into the ground rather than keeping asking the same players to run themselves into the ground week after week. Yeah, that's for sure. And I think we'll, we'll we got on to the players that are going out because I think that uh, one of the big names that's been, again, linked to uh, going out is Kamara. And the Besiktas are seemingly after him, but they want him in loan. Andrew, no loans, eh? No, I, I think um, what's what's it what's in it for us? It's just another year off his contract, and I don't I don't know specifically how many years he has left. But then you're you're getting closer to the exit door for free. I think although these prices depreciated substantially after last season, it'd be better to kind of just cash in on whatever we're gonna get for him, however small it is. Because um, although it looks like it looks bad compared to what we could have had, but when you think of the fifty grand, a couple million still significant um, it's where you get I don't know how much percentage of a, a profit that is um, but it'll be substantial um, um, yeah I think there's no point in going out players especially with our, our recent history of losing players on free transfers Morelos, Kent but we just need to put the foot down and say he's not going unless we're getting a transfer fee for him yeah I agree I'm, I'm, I'm totally against loan David Ryan Kent came out during the week and he was saying um, that um, that uh, he, he enjoyed his time at Rangers and and the way we we, we actually I, I mean I remember with Morelos that I was sitting praying that Morelos would stay another couple of years thinking it would sign a contract obviously he didn't and he ended up leaving for nothing I also seen a piece in the the paper today with Tavernier. He's been here since uh, 2015, and with him it has worked. We have he has had more contracts. What what is it? Where is it the ground that we should be treading? Is it just you get a four year contract, you stay two years. If you don't sign another contract away, I think that's where you should go. Eh? Absolutely, yeah. We should be. We have to protect. You know the the commercial viability of all of this. Obviously, Rangers are but sinking a few bucks into all this. And, you know, in the long term, that is pretty much unsustainable because there has to be almost as much money coming in as going out. So if and it would have made perfect sense for us to uh, cash in on Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos, you know, when they're, uh, they were riding high in, 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 in European terms anyway, because obviously they'd put on a good show, you know, with Alfie's goals in Europe, Ryan Kent's performances then uh, he was certainly one which uh, was catching the eye in Europe. And I think probably at the end of that season, we should have cashed in, but we uh, elected to go with the easy option. So we, we must not do that again. That would be, uh, I know it's it's difficult. So, but look what they'll deliver. So, well, yeah. we have to remind ourselves, look can happen at the other side. that They just don't continue that level of performance. And we ended up losing out on those transfer fees. So I think we... Uh, I think modern football is that we're Tavernier is going to be pretty much the exception in that, you know, we've signed him in 2015 and here we are in 2023 and he's, he's now the skipper and, and, and here we go another season. I, I think it's going to be more short term. So I, I can see a kind of higher turnover of players because that, that, that way we can maintain the value of the squad and cash in on assets where, where and when they arise. So, 
Uh, and I, I think we, we have to be kind of honest with ourselves that we have to do that because I think, you know, there would have been some sort of revolt, you know, if, if we'd have liked to sell Alfie a couple of years ago, couple couples of years ago, and with the, the loss that that brings us up front. But as we, uh, as we eventually found out to our cost, it wasn't that much of a loss. So I think we have to strike while the iron is hot and just uh, put on a brave face because some unpopular decisions have to be made. But I think for the, the long-term financial sustainability of, of how we operate, that has to happen. Yeah, I definitely agree. And uh, yeah, I think Tavernier's a one-off. The, the, there's not many players stay yeah. at one club for the for the length of time that he's staying. Bill, the, the, I've seen the Sakala mentioned there on the comments. Uh, Sakala and Hadji are two, two sort of players that are mixed feelings by, by supporters. What do you think? Should we keep them or, or, or should they also be moved on? If you're asking me my opinion, I'd like to keep both. I like them both as players. Uh, I don't think Anis Hadji's done anything wrong, but he seems to divide the Rangers' support like nobody else apart from James Tavernier. You know, it's it's Tavern and Hadji. That's the two that Rangers supporters either love or hate. And I, I don't really know why with Hadji. I don't think he's done a huge amount wrong. Um, the one drawback for me in Hadji's game is his pace. He's just... he's not got any pace, uh, but he's got a phenomenal football brain, can really unpick a defence with a single pass, and he's shown that time and again. Um, but if you look at where Hadji plays and indeed Sakala, we've almost got a glut of players now. You know, we've got a lot of players come in uh, kind of across that midfield and attacking line, and it's where are these guys going to fit in? And I'm sure you could find a way to fit them into the squad, but given that we've already brought in, I think, six players now. We are going to have to offload some guys. And I know we that Morelos and Kent have left and that would free up some wages, but the number of players that we've brought in tells me that we're going to have to sell at least one or two, you know, to actually make this work in a, in a financial sense. Because what we don't want today is bringing all these players, not let anybody go have a, an overly bloated squad next season, end up sort of unsustainable in financial terms. Uh, so, yeah, I think I wouldn't be hugely upset if Russian Sakala was to leave, much as I like the guy, I like his attitude and all of that. I think if you're looking at what we've already got across the forward line, uh, he's potentially the weak link, sort of him and Scott Wright. Um, Hadji, I think, is probably not as good as some of the guys that we've got in the, the types of positions that he would play. So, again, I wouldn't be hugely upset if he went but uh, both players that I really admire. Andrew Sakala, 15 goals last year. Can we throw that away? Well, especially with that, the kind of offside rule change that they're kind of throwing about, I think Sakala being the kind of running in behind off the shoulder defender, if that if that rule is to be implemented, I think it's going to be a couple of years, maybe. I think they said Netherlands, Italy and some other countries that we're going to trial it in this upcoming season. That's perfect for him because how many times have we seen him go offside? Um, it's it's frustrating. It's always painful to watch Sakala go offside, especially if you're watching away games in the telly and and you just see that in behind us Sakala ball over the top and you go no nah, he's offside and then the, the camera will pan there's a linesman with the flag up. Um, 
it's 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 difficult to watch him sometimes. Um, I, I mean, he's he's that phenomenon, and he, he, he on his day he can be superb. But when he's off his day, you get two open goal misses and two cup games at Hamden against them, and it feels like you just don't want him anywhere near the club. Um, it, it's it's a weird one because especially the way our striking was last season. Because I'd say, and if you go the year before that, our best striker was on the bench for most of the season, due to him being unfit or or not being anywhere near the the place he was the year before. Whether that's due to him not wanting to be here, um, or not wanting to risk injury if he was looking at a new club, which he hasn't got yet, um, it was I I don't know if it's just he was good and they came up at the right place at the right time. It's, it's a weird one, and I don't think anyone has a proper answer to Fashion Sakala, and that's kind of one of the best things about him, is that we don't know, he doesn't know, and neither does the opposition, and that's why it can be so effective, to the, the amount of 15 goals. I'm hoping that with the Dessers, Sima, um, Lam, you know, that we're not going to need to rely on a wild card like Sakala has been, well, was last season, because let's not forget, we were wanting them out the door, and the summer window, we were really scoping about ways for him to be moved on. It was Ozair was a team that was kind of always in kind of pole position for I think it was a loan at the time, but it never materialised and of course we had him for the season. Um I definitely don't want Hadji leaving. I, I don't understand that I'm about I don't get the kind of the division on him. I know everyone the, the key thing is his pace. But I mean Todd Cantwell isn't exactly the fastest player in the world, is he? But he's got that same kind of flair He's a killer pass, you know. I think Hadji and Cantwell are quite similar players. And with some more time, I know that people are saying, well, how much time? I mean, he's still a young lad. Get a, a nice, like, solid season, a, a nice European run, potentially. And that price, even though it may have depreciated by his injury, will skyrocket. And there's another sellable asset down the line. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important that, at least in Hadji's case, don't write him off. I suppose you can, we can maybe have one season where we maybe get one or two extra players as long as they're really putting in their a shift when they're there, and then you can sell on after maybe a, a league or a, a cup, a league, a cup double, or a treble potentially ahead of a, a European one the next season. Yeah, well, I'm I'm going to give you a bit of news that will probably startle you. I know that Dessers is going to be faster than Morelos. I, I can tell you that a hundred percent. <laughs> That's no problem. Davy, uh, seemingly Nottingham Forest are wanting to do a deal with Rangers. They get Ben Davis plus mo- uh, plus pay money to us for Penzo and give us Penzo as well. Penzo, sorry, uh, as well. Uh, good deal or not a good deal? Well, that almost seems too good to be true, to be honest. That, that deal, you know, there's, I would be uh, checking the small print of that contract because, uh, you know, why why would they want Ben Davis? Uh, I, I'm lost. I mean, they've got uh, last season, Nottingham Forest, I don't know many players they bought, but it was, uh, I think it was 20 plus they had. So they they are staffed. And obviously, they, uh, now that they've retained their premiership status, I, I just wonder how it will go for Nottingham Forest. I think they've He'll be prime candidates for a uh, the drop, and I think if Ben Davis is in there, I just I don't see Ben Davis as being able to uh, cope with the the pace at which the English Premier League plays. I mean, I, I, yeah. that's a bizarre one for me. But certainly, uh, 
if they were willing to take Ben Davis, give us some cash, then and for someone who who you, you would have to think is going to be more of a project. But I think we, we pretty much know all we're going to get from Ben Davis. At least there's some potential in the in taking Panzo, so I, I would be inclined to go with it. But in terms of uh, Sakala, uh, and you know, indeed Haji and 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 Ryan Jack, I mean, I just wonder where where these guys are going to play, how often they will play. Uh, fashion Sakala for me is is a no, because you know, in the big moments, he he pretty much let us down, and and we need players who will deliver in the big moments, and uh, Fashion hasn't done it. You know, he's 15 goals. It, it, good, but I, as you know, as we said at the outset, it's we're looking for someone who's going to deliver 30 goals. So I'm taking Andrew up on his kind offer. So we, that, that that's the difference because the, the chances that we have, the, the misses, that the offsides, I think, you know, 15 goals is the, I mean, probably the bare minimum uh, that, that Sakala should be delivering. And, and the, the amount of possession that we have, I think uh, 15 goals is, is pretty disappointing, to be honest. So for that reason, uh, it's it's a no from me for fashion. Can I just point out something quick on Panzo? Have we failed to maybe notice that this could be a Ross Wilson redemption arc as the chief footballing officer at Nottingham Forest? He's pulling as a, yeah. <laughs> a trump card to give us Panzo and some money for Ben Davies. I mean, he brought Ben Davies, so if he really likes the boy, then sure, take him. We'd have Panzo and some cash. Um, it would be another score for the Ross Wilson is not a good director of football <laughs> and probably shouldn't be anywhere near a professional sports team. I think yeah. he's got quite a big name in England, though, Davies. I, I, I think he's quite liked in England. I, I don't think he's uh, sort of a, a a bad name down there. I mean, Liverpool went from and took him away from the, the mob on the other side, uh, unfortunately, because I would rather they had him than uh, than, than the boy from Spurs with three names. Uh, I, can't, I, can't, I can never remember his name. He's got many names. <laughs> uh, I know he was a big favourite up here for the Scottish strikers, Ben Davies. I think... Uh, your Levy strikers, your your heart strikers, they were all big fans of Ben Davies this season. Um, so I think uh, if the English teams are, are big fans of them, then by all means have them. <laughs> but um, I know that kills two birds with one stone. You get a nice, nice new kind of shiny new player in Panzo, and it it gets the the quoted Deadwood by some supporters off the the books. So again, as David P said, it sounds a wee bit too good to be true for Panzo. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, I've been watching the training videos the last few days. I think the first one came out last Friday, and there's been a few since that. And one thing that I noticed about them was that Lowry is in them quite a lot. you think there's a room for Lowry in our team at the moment? I absolutely do. Um, you know, I know I was talking a minute ago about how it's difficult to see where some of these players fit in and all of that, but you know, somebody said in the comments, and we do have to bear in mind, we might play 60 games next season. We might. Oh. Was that the island's Wi-Fi there? There you go, Bill. You're back again. I'm back again. Aye, I mean, we, we might play 60 games or even more next season. So, you know, if players like Alex Lowry, even if it's just 10 or 15 games that he gets, I'm sure that's, that's good enough for next season. Then we'll see what he can deliver the following season and what he can do. Um, I mean, I've said before, you know, I'm 
kind of big fan of Alex Lowry. I've been really excited by him for a few seasons now and really like to see him get more first team time. So I think, you know, next season, if he can get into double figures, that'd be really, really good. Um, you know, I'm seeing sort of some folk in the comments talking about maybe loaning him out, but I don't know that that necessarily does him any good because, you know, if you think about the type of team that Rangers are, and if we were loaning him out to Alexa Sinner or something like that, for example, they're completely different teams. You know, we're a, a team with 67% of the ball in almost every home game. And when we're playing the teams like St. Mirren or something like that, we'll be taking the game to them. And Lowry's a creative player that can that can make a pass to unpick a defence. I don't think there's as much scope for a player like him in some of the smaller SPL teams. So I, I'm not so sure that putting him out on loan would necessarily do him any good. No, it's, it's for me, you know, it's for me, it's uh, yeah, Lowry all the way. And if he can get 10 or 15 games next season and build on that the following season, I'd be really, really happy. Okay, Dave, I'm going to hit you with the, the million-dollar question. We've got now Dowell, we've got Cantwell, we've got Hadji, uh, we've got a, a number of, I think we've got about six or seven for the midfield role already. Where does John Lundstrom fit in all this? Uh, well, I think Sifuentes is going to be the guy who's going to uh, push John Lundstrom down the pecking order, to be honest rather than, you know, the people who are there now. So I think that kind of holding midfield role, uh, he would be in danger if we get someone who, who would be a bit more mobile than, than John Lundstrom, you know. So I think that's the, the, the biggest threat. But certainly in terms of games where you're up against, I would, I'm thinking, you know, <clears throat> maybe European ties where, you know, we would concede, you know, the, a bit more possession, I think John Lundstrom would be uh, comes into his own, you know, in terms of you know hard tackling midfield, of winning possession back, laying it off to the guys who are uh, a bit more gifted than he is. So I think he has a role to play, but I I, I wouldn't think, you know, in, in in run of the run of the mill games, league games, where we would, as Bill said, you know, we enjoy the bulk of possession. Then how much do we need a? Uh, uh, John Lundstrom and, and, and those sort of games, I think the emphasis should be on creativity, pace, and uh, bombing forward, which uh, Lundstrom's not known for. So, in terms of Alex Lowry, though, I think someone uh, Teddy Bears has mentioned that this this will be, a, he said, a breakthrough season. I think it'll be a make or break season for Alex Lowry because uh, we can't continue, you know, uh, giving him the he's going he's got some potential you know, tag on him because ultimately he has to deliver. Whether he'll get the opportunity to do that at Rangers, I would think that would be extremely difficult for us to get into a position where we were forced to play Alex Lowry. So I think the temptation would then be to play, you know, cup ties, you know, the Sterling Albion thing, and we all know where that went. Yeah. <clears throat> but I do. But I, I don't really think that's a true test of him because I think ultimately you... You, you, you have to throw him in at the deep end to find out whether Alex Lowry has a, a long-term future at Rangers. Uh, I think possibly it would be out and loan would be a better option to put him into a, a competitive environment and see what he delivers. If he's not going to be able to do that at Rangers, then we would be best to find out somewhere else. Because playing on, you know, against, you know, we would say weaker sides, lower division sides, I, I don't think it's going to tell us what we need to know and is whether whether 
he can deliver. So I I, I think we're moving beyond the, the kind of potential stage at Alex Lowry. We, we now need to find out who he is. And uh, I don't think we can manage that well. You know, this level of competition that he faces to get in a midfield slot at the moment, I don't think he's going to manage it. So that's what one Michael Beale will have to sort out as to how he finds uh, how he finds a slot for for Alex Lowry and, and finding out whether he has a long term future at Rangers because it's it's very much uh, up in the air at the moment. Yeah, Andrew, you're quite well up as far as I know, and I hope you're going to give me the answer now because uh, I'm I'm building you up for this. You're quite well up in the, the sort of English game. We were, I see my player was interested, we were interested in the beginning, it's sort of a, his name's come up again, is it Dion Sanderson? The Birmingham manager said he wanted him on loan. Uh, he had him on loan last year, he said he wanted him to, I think they want to buy him now. But he said that Rangers were also interested in him. Uh, do you know anything about this player, Dion Sanderson? If I, if I recall, he's been kind of, Thrown about in loan the last few seasons. I think it may be Wills' parents' club, but it was at some point. Um, I think he was most recently at Sunderland or something like that. Um, I think it was Birmingham. He was on loan. Uh, he was on um, loan at Birmingham. Yeah, quite uh, a, a kind of um, quite tall, mobile centre defender. Um, again, I'd, I'd a, say, can I interrupt you for it? He's a, he's a rude bullet lookalike. He is. He, he 100% is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I know what you mean. I, I remember he's he's a good one for uh for your kind of football manager saves. Um, he's uh he's he's, he's that's, that's sometimes a good shout that they rate him to have high potential. But of course, FIFA isn't the best way to run a football club. Um, or else I'd probably be running Barca or something like that at the minute. Um, I, I, from anything I've seen about him, he's quite a, a decent um decent player. Um, I I know we were we they talked about him kind of towards the end of last season before they kind of. Major transfer news came out. Um, I'd say Pans was probably the better of the two, but um, I mean, I'm trying to think of who what really is are going to be our centre backs for the, the couple of the season. If you're going to play three of them, especially, you're going to need to add in some more depth. Um, if you're talking the two centre backs, you're probably going to have, well, as it stands, you'd have Davis, Golden, um, King, Sutar. Maybe having lunched them in there as an option, but if you're going to three back, um, you, it might be better to have some more, some more um, hands on on deck for that if if necessary. I know we, we said Sterling can jump in there. Um, it's a way that I'm not had that and heard that one in a while. I kind of that kind of died down. Um, but you never know. Um, kind of a young English um talent that seems like something Michael Beale would be all over. Yeah, well, I noticed that it was it was put in one of the comments today with uh, one of the, the one of these websites where they want you to click. They put up a nice headline and they want you to click it. So uh, I'm I'm always a mug that does that to to get try and get information. So anyway, uh, Bill, right to over to Gerard in the desert there. That would be a great move for him. I don't know. I no idea what the quality of football is like in the Saudi League. Can't imagine it's that great. Uh, disgusted with, to be honest, that they're just buying football the way that the English teams are doing. I, I just, do you know what? I, I don't even want to talk about it. It makes me that mad. Do, do you know? Just like 
drilling all this oil at the ground to just pump all the money into anything you feel is like a big vanity project smacks the guys with fucking small dicks and I'm sorry for swearing but yeah it just makes me really really mad that you're just pumping these billions into football and buying buying football that's what you're doing bringing in players like Ronaldo at the end of their career and all this uh, so I don't know Scott Wright is that a good move for him maybe uh, you understand it's like 45 degrees Celsius in the desert most days I, I wouldn't fancy it <laughs> No, that's for that's for sure. I'm 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 actually shocked when it gets to twenty five degrees. I, yeah. I started I, I started getting into the house and thinking I'm not going out there again. So that's so, that's so, me. Um, yeah, how how's that for me sitting on the fence, Dave? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was wondering. I will I'll put it over to David. David, how many camels will we get for right? <laughs> hey, I would accept two. I would. Uh, that would do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> That was a that was a that was a moment, you know, number of times that we were playing last season. You know, and you know we'd run out of ideas when it was the Scott Wright moment when get him off the bench and get him on, and uh, he never quite delivered. You know, but it, there is a player in there in Scott Wright. I just wish he uh, was a bit more confident about himself and get that hairdo sorted. Obviously, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think you know the, the desert. I think you know. Would they not just build a big air-conditioned stadium? I don't think it'll be uh, forty-five degrees on the pitch. They've got and they've got enough money to uh, sort all of that. You just throw technology at it. But uh, you know, why would he do it for money? Would he do it? You know, in, in the football sense, absolutely not. But I'm sure uh, when they they dangle the carrot in front of him, you know, we've just uh, seen that Jota from Celtic go across there, you know, and. And the only reason he's, they're doing it is because, you know, there's like an absolute tax-free mountain of money to be made. So uh, I could understand why he would do it, because that would be pretty much his uh, retirement fund sorted. Yeah, well, my, my first thought was it's camels that we've got over there. They don't need a donkey, but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like all the just players. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll put myself off now. Uh, moving on. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Andrew, I've got a friendly coming up. Well, it starts with Newcastle next week and then Olympiakos is uh, been now named have you been uh, much information Olympiacos with your your manager game? Uh, 
personally, no, um, not a Lampiakos. Um, I mean, it's a name that I want to say, kind of mid two thousands. You get a Champions League group that were relatively matched. I'd say with us, if you were in the group stage or somewhere. I mean, I've I've not seen a lot of them recently. They've kind of I've not heard much coming from them. They kind of died down. You see Olympiacos, and the first thing that comes to mind is Kyriakos. Um, but I mean, it's a, it's a nice, a decent name. I mean, you know, you know the name. I can't say I've watched a lot, and I don't know many of the players. Um, I'd probably, if I looked at the squad, I could probably go. I've seen them in passing, but um, I mean, as I said, it's, I'd I'd say it's probably on par with Hoffenheim. Um, that it's a decent kind of preseason test. It's something new, um, a kind of new team to try and pick apart on the fly. Obviously, Rangers will do their best to kind of get through the homework heading into it. Well, Michael will probably be doing that already. Um, so it's it's useful to have a, a kind of new test for the team to to go out against. Um. Especially if Newcastle is just a kind of testimonial game, we'll see. We won't see much. Um, I, I, they say it's a testimony, and uh, to be honest, I don't really know how that's going to go. It's a, it's it's for Greasy's testimonial, but you, will Newcastle be taking it serious? Will we be trying to get some of the new guys' time on the park? We just kind of need to wait and see. I think that Olympiacos game will be the first game where we'll properly see some some kind of it's closer to what we'll see come the first day of the season um, ahead of yeah, the rest of the kind of preseason tour, if you call it that. Yeah, I think you've 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 been over in Greece, Dave. Did did you see Olympiakos? Was it them you went to see over there? No, it was Panathinaikos. I've uh, been in the Panathinaikos ground, which was a complete shite hole. <clears throat> I think uh, <laughs> I think the Olympiakos have a a nice ground, didn't they? They they built a new one for uh, whatever tournament it was. So yeah, I think they've got they've got a decent ground now. But no Panathinaikos Greeks. I mean, I think the, the Olympiakos versus Panathinaikos is the derby match in Greece, isn't it? That's the, the biggie. So, but, uh, no, I, 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 we've never actually played uh, Olympiakos, bizarrely. You know, for the length of time we've been in, you know, now, bloody what, 70 years we've been playing European football and we've never actually come across them. So this will be our uh, first shot at it. But it'll be, uh, it should be uh, a good test as for the reason Andrew's just outlined, you know, that, you know, by that time, we should be kind of firming up. I don't see the Newcastle game amounting too much. I think that's just about minutes on the ground. And I think that will be, you know, it's going to be 10 subs time for uh, to get us through that. It's, it's just a tribute to kind of Alan McGregor. So I don't know what, I, I don't expect too much from that. But certainly, uh, you know, for the, as the closer we get to the main event, I think that things will kind of liven up for us. And, and as Andrew said, we'll, we'll, Beginning to see, you know what, you know, understand exactly what Michael Beale's thinking is, or, or at least to get a couple of clues as to to what we can expect, you know, in the first competitive matches. So it'll be an interesting time, but it'll just be good to see uh, the players get back in the stadium. New strip, new players. Uh, let's uh, play exciting stuff. So you know, we're up. We always remain hopeful because uh, we uh, cannot repeat what we have done the last couple of seasons and which is just without you know investing in this squad we've certainly done that this time so here's hoping that that these signings come off i mean they're not all going to come off but you know as long as we get the majority of them then uh, it should be a sunny days ahead guys so that's what i'm looking forward to yeah well we've got newcastle friendly on the 18th of july 2023 at 7:45 then we move on to Hamburg 
the 22nd of July, 3pm. Olympiacos, 26th of July, 7.45. And then over to Hoffenheim, friendly, in the pre-zero arena, 29th of July, 3.30, kick-off. Normally, when we go and training exercises, Bill, we play amateur teams. This is quite a difference now that we're actually playing teams that mean something. Aye, but um, do you know, I, I just, I think uh, you, you can never really tell anything for these games, so that, that's always one thing. You know, it's it's basically going to be a kick about whatever way you frame it. I know that like there might be a bit of a demand for supporters and all of that to take it seriously, but it's no competitive game. Uh, nonetheless, it is nice to see us doing this type of thing, um, but I, I just, I would always caution taking any of it too seriously. It's just mm-hmm. a chance to get running about, basically, and playing the ball to each other, see how the guys maybe kick it about as a team and as a unit. But the yeah, the, the fact is that there are no competitive games and the players probably won't treat them like competitive games. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, I, 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 I mean, I remember last year we played Real Madrid and they they were they were just out the the package I think because uh, I don't think they even trained and when when we played them and we obviously won two 0 and it just shows you I mean you think professional players they'll they'll still be fit after two months layoff but it just shows you how how much you you can sort of drop off when when you're not training regular. My favorite uh, thing about that game was uh, <laughs> the referee called for stoppage time, and Ancelotti just tapped him on the shoulder and said, "No, <laughs> we'll not play stoppage time." Thank you very much. Yeah, that's that's true, Andrew. I just uh, to go to go back, I'm, uh, something I forgot. David actually mentioned it. Sifuentes, uh, seemingly that's in danger now uh, because Rangers are not wanting to pay the money, the release money, and. I think there's even a chance that we might now wait until Christmas to, to get them. Or not, not well, around Christmas, it'll be 31st of December or something like that. Um, is this this uh, sort of a stinks of the the same way with the, the player that went from Hibs to, to Celtic then? Remember, I can't remember his name now. Scott Allen. Scott yeah. Allen, that's the one. Yeah. It's sort of a stinks of the same that we mucked about and mucked about and mucked about. And then he ended up going somewhere else. Do you get that feeling? I think from what I've seen, because of the way that the MLS season is, um, they're staggered um, to the the kind of British uh, season. Um, so it looks like we've we're close to or we have agreed this, uh, what we would have a bondsman a pre a free contract, uh, similar to when we were, were faffed about with John Souter. Uh, we'd, we'd agreed a contract in January but the clubs couldn't agree a fee to get them in a minimal cost because our minimal cost wasn't matching their thought of a minimal cost um, I mean they want to get the best they can get out of their kind of from what I've, I'm aware of as one of their star players um, uh, it, what am I just thinking uh, it's Inter Miami I was just worried I'd got I'd got the wrong team mixed up in the MLS I was thinking is he a star player at LAFC thinking that Messi had signed for LAFC but he's went to Miami Um uh, yeah, I think um, it will just be up to how far Rangers are willing to budge to, compared to how much they're willing to budge. And if we can meet in the middle, we'll get them now. And if not, we'll just get them in a free in December, which will it'll, it'll be a frustration. But uh, what can you do? 
if they're not if they're not willing to budge, and we we know how notorious we are at playing hardball. If you want five million, we'll give you five quid. Um, so it's just a case of waiting and seeing how how far we'll go to make the deal stick. Yeah, I've just seen Billy Gilmore put up in the the, the screen there. I, I, I don't know why. Why I, I don't think we'll get anywhere near Billy Gilmore. I think he's way, way, he's way. A breakout, uh, yeah, I think this yeah. season coming. He's gone now. He's gone. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, and Dave, moving on. The, the, I think we move away from football. Rangers announced today that they're opening up a new bar. It'll be in twenty twenty four. You see that as a positive or as a I mean, do, would you, do you think the footprint of Ibrox, there should be bars all around about it? Oh, yeah, I think the, the club should do whatever they need to do because clearly there would be a huge demand for it. Uh, it's just whether the Glasgow City Council, you know, would actually accommodate any Rangers requests. I mean, the more commercial ideas Rangers can come up with, the better for me. So, I mean, I would rather uh, pay money to Rangers than, than, than anyone else. <clears throat> So, you know, if it adds to the revenue of the club, you know, absolutely. So I see the old shop has now been turned into G51. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work because I'm not sure what the law says about selling alcohol, you know, close to kickoff. So it'll be, uh, the devil's usually in the detail, and I think it will be with this one because if the if the club can get that thing to function and, and, and turn over money, it's so looking at the capacity of 500 with Esmond's house being a thousand, you know, that is, uh, we could sell a lot of beer for a lot of money, then that all adds to the revenue. I would I would be exploiting that for all it's worth. I mean, in terms of the, the area around Ibrox, I think the the football pitch that's across the road, which is a complete disaster. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think Glasgow City Council have the money to refurb it. I think if, if Rangers could find some way of accessing that area for a pre-match mm. Uh, in, I don't know entertainment or just a pre-match experience. You know, the kind of fan zone, expand the fan zone. I think that would be an absolutely wonderful idea uh, if we could get access to that land. But I don't think, obviously, Glasgow City Council aren't our pals, and you know, they don't really accommodate Rangers in any request. But I, I think that would be capable of being commercially exploited for the benefit of the club. But it would. Uh, it would require some you know, imagination and and some cooperation from from the local authorities, which uh, I, I don't think we would get. So, but certainly in terms of the G fifty one pub, you know that's a, certainly a step in the right direction. Anything that that we can bring to the party that's going to increase our revenues, uh, we, we should take it. Yeah, well, you've you've got quite a few pubs in the area already, the Loudon. Uh, and uh, yeah, the Ranger, the wee Rangers Club. I don't know what that, that. I know that was in difficulty, but I think I think they managed to keep it open. Not sure. Yeah, yeah, now, then you've got Edmondson House, and and now you're going to have the Rangers Pub. So there'd be quite a lot to do over there. Um, I don't really have that much more. We're at forty-eight minutes. I think this is a, a record for me. Any any of you guys got anything to to bring in? You want to get off mm -hmm. your chest? Other than uh, what I'm concerned about is, you know, that we need to uh, get work some done on the players who are leaving because, you know, I've got a rather lengthy list of names and uh, so far it's all been <clears throat> quite disappointing, you know, with the likes of Kamara, Scott Wright. I, I, I really uh, 
you know, there would be quite a few I would be moving on, you know, because I, I would be including Sakala, Rabi Matondo, you know, I'm just, we need to, because I think, you know, to the latter end, if we can start shifting some of these guys, then it could add to the, the players who we're going to bring in, because there are, there are a few names, you know, which have been mentioned, which are uh, deals that could yet be completed, but I think it will ultimately depend on how many we can get out the door, so... I think the, the rate of which we're taking players in is going to come to a shuddering halt with a view that we, we can't take any more in until we get some out. So, and, and look at the, the size of that, the, the wage bill that we can, we can uh, cut out the, the squad to, to actually start acquiring a bit more players. So it's, uh, eventually we're going to run into a wall here and that's that's the wee concern I have at the moment. Yeah, see, one of the things that we're bringing deserts today and last year we brought in Matondo. Now, we heard that Matondo is earning 28000 a week. I really shudder. What do you think Dessers is going to be earning then? He, he, he'll be above that, surely. What do you think, Bill? Uh, I don't know. You never really can get any reliable information on that type of stuff. But I would assume he'll be paid more than Rabbi Matondo, whatever Matondo's on. Um, and just, you know, what David was saying there, you've obviously, you've got a list of names that you're wanting gone. I'm a bit more agnostic about who I want gone, but I do think we need to ditch some players, you know. It's it's not just thinking about who else can we bring in, it's about the wage bill as it is will probably be too high, you know, and the, the squad size that we've got would be unsustainable. Um, see what you guys were talking about, though, with Cifuentes and perhaps being a December signing. You know, if if we've offered the money and they're no accepting it, I wonder if Bill maybe thinks, well, I'm okay in midfield until December. I can wait. You know, maybe he's he's kind of thinking his midfield is is big enough to new and wait to December to get this guy in. He'll be okay the first half of the season. What do you think? I don't. I do. I, I, I think Rangers want in everybody. I, I think uh, if they can get the business over the line, I think they will. And it. I don't, I don't know. They're talking about 1.6 million, I think. I think you've got to look in the future and see what, what think what, what that guy's going to bring in if we do sell him. And I think it will be a lot more than 1.6 million, hopefully. Andrew? Well, I, I can see what you mean there, Bill. I think, especially in that kind of position, I think you're talking that kind of more defence of deep line midfielder versus Fuentes, maybe talking like a Raskin, Lundstrom, and you think even Jack can play that role? Um, we we obviously committed to another year at least. I think as far as his, his contract mm-hmm. extension. Um, I think yeah, you've probably you probably do have enough cover in terms of the role he'd probably be coming into play. Um, for now, I think he's probably more of a long term solution in terms of how long are we going to keep in mind Jack here? How long can we keep a hold of Raskin before we sell him on for a big fee? Um. I I think the sooner the better we can get them in. But if if we are going to perhaps struggle to get players out, if as long as we know that that pre contract agreement is in place, then you could potentially just have to bite the bullet, just sit and wait. Um, it is frustrating every time everybody seems to say, "Oh, that's him. He's made his goodbye now to the 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 fans, and then he'll play the next game." Uh-huh. And and then all, I thank you to all this, the tremendous support. Oh, always this club always has a place in my heart. Or the or, or walking about the park. You know, we've seen the players walking about the park after games, and then he'll play the next game. 
similar to the, the kind of McGregor Cup final, subbed on, has his last hurrah, and he's back for the whole next season. Um, <laughs> it would, it'll be interesting to see how long that kind of carries on. Um, I, I can't keep an eye on the MLS now that Scotty's gone across. Like he kind of dazzled last night for Charlotte. Um, I think it was his competitive debut against um, New York. It would have been interesting if James Sands had played because he might have gone through him for his, his performances for Rangers last season. I think he dodged a bullet of being injured. Um, but maybe he's carried the Rangers bug back across with a nice wee injury there. Yeah, Dave, let's take it that Hadji's going to be leaving. How much would you want from him? How much is it worth? Uh, I think, you know, we would uh, push our luck. I think, you know, uh, he's, he's obviously under contract for a few years. Yeah, he's at least a couple of years. I, I, I don't know the exact duration of his contract, mm-hmm. but it's at least two, isn't it? But I would think I would be looking uh, for some serious money. You know, if, if we can get three or four million pounds. I think one thing that we, we have to bear in mind here is that, you know, the coefficient, I mean, because we are, we are on, the, on the precipice of, of the absolute jackpot of all time, if mm-hmm. we can uh, get this uh, secured a place in, in the Club World Cup, which would be absolutely phenomenal. So our performance in Europe this season is could earn us tens of millions uh, by taking part in this tournament. So I would be uh, quite prepared, you know, easy for me to say, <laughs> I just have to persuade John Bennett, that, that you know, we would we pay the one and a half million pounds and get the squad that we need from the outset. Yeah rather than take the gamble. Because if uh, Michael Beale feels that he needs Sifuentes, you know, for the team to function, as he hope it will, then it would certainly be money worth worth paying. But I, I, as I said, I'm just a wee bit conscious that we're, we we need to be adding to the kitty a wee bit more than, 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 than drawing from it because we're forking out, you know, millions of pounds here for players. And I think we're sitting on some players who could, who could actually uh, reduce the, the deficit that we're going to incur here. And I think because the prize for next year, if we can get a decent run in Europe and maintain our coefficient, you know, then uh, I think it would be it would be well worth the gamble. Well worth it. So I, I hope we'd, we do. I mean, and you're thinking, how much of a gamble is it? You know, we should have, have confidence in Michael Beeland and the players that, you know, let's go do it. So, so because the prizes this year could be, you know, win the league, a good run in Europe, you know, and, and we would hit the absolute jackpot next summer if we can uh, secure a yeah. position there. Yeah, well, what, David, for the people that don't, haven't heard of it, the, there's a World Club competition going to be coming next year, and Rangers have been named that they could be playing it if, if our coefficient stays high. Uh, Bill, that would be absolutely fantastic, yeah? Phenomenal, aye. And I think... Uh, I did look into it at the time when it was announced, and I'm sure we actually spoke about it one of the, the nights on the show, but the idea is that essentially I think there's only one country, one club from each country can qualify. So although there's like maybe more clubs above us than there are places, there'll be several clubs for the same country and only one can go, as well as I think the last the Champions League winners for the last few seasons. But, you know, you think about a tournament like that, that's like worldwide exposure. Um, you know, there's I think there's eight UEFA places in it or something like that, maybe 12, 12. Or whatever the number is. Um, you know, so like where we are at the moment, based on coefficient, we're in. So it's just about getting that, as Davey was talking about, you know, keeping that coefficient up, 
doing well next season, getting a decent run. I saw somebody saying in the comments about, you know, get into the Champions League, finish third, and then go into the UEFA League and uh, the, the Europa League rather and still be in it after Christmas, you know, and I think that's maybe realistically what we would like to do is, is kind of be in Europe after Christmas next season to really ensure that that coefficient stays high. So I I just, I think, see something like that, the, the inaugural Club World Cup, because I know they've had a Club World Cup for decades and decades, but it was always just kind of two teams. It was the, mm. the European and the South American team. And then I think they tried that thing with a slightly bigger format and it kind of didn't work. But, you know, something like this, where it's a full-on tournament, you know, probably played over the space of a few weeks. And they have Rangers in that. You, th- you think about the money that was coming into that. So, Dave, that's a really good point about, you know, guys like Cifuentes, if Michael Beale thinks that he needs him in now, think about the prize that's at the other end yeah. of that, if he can get the score that he wants, you know. I just, I, I think it's absolutely phenomenal to be game-changing for Rangers to be involved in that. I've got a week and a point. No, not, not but I was talking about another tournament um, coming up, um, January the 24th, this, this January coming up, is that the African Cup of Nations is going ahead this year. Um, we've got Dessers, who is representing Nigeria, Sima, who will probably been there as well. Sakala with Zambia seem to qualify, if I'm correct. So you're losing potentially three strikers in January. We're, we're talking, we talked about Danilo a few weeks ago. Um, that kind of transfer noise has calmed down. Do we feel that we have enough kind of striker cover there, especially what we've brought in? We'll get one on loan and one striker in there, our attacking players, shall we say, and two of them could be gone in January for however long they're in the tournament. Um, that's, that's something that I was thinking about during the week. Um, we've kind of seen that with Aribo was away, was he, he was away for a while. We've seen Balogun, Bassi representing Nigeria. Um, it's maybe something we might need to even consider. I know we said we don't like loans, but even if we need to maybe grab one just to be sure because I don't think from what I've seen that we're, we're going to meet Firenod for a price for Danilo um, are we going to rely on Roof being healthy um, going from now till January as a backup um, it's maybe something that the club are well I'm hoping the club are public looking at um, because if I'm thinking about it and I'm 21 and sitting in my bedroom <laughs> someone who's getting paid a lot more money than me uh and is, has a career in football, should be thinking ahead like that. Andrew, the one thing I'm clinging on to, the wee uh, hope against hope, you know, and and you would think my experience would teach me otherwise, but I'm thinking that KMR Ruth may have, uh, may have something to contribute this season because I think he, I'm hoping that he's going to be the surprise package because I, I think KMR Ruth is a cracking player, you know, which I've said before, and the contribution that he could make would could be absolutely invaluable, but it all depends on Kemar Roof staying fit. Yeah. Uh, so yep. if, if we can if we can get Kemar Roof back, get Tom Lawrence back, you know I think we would put, bring Sifuentes in, punt the deadwood, you know, I, because the, we spoke about you know towards the end of last season that Michael Beale has to be absolutely ruthless, and I, I want him to be absolutely ruthless. So if that means Haji goes, Sakala goes, Matondo, Ben Davis. Even I would even sacrifice Ryan Jack because I just don't see how Ryan Jack features in this team. But uh, I hope I'm wrong. But if if that was to uh, add to your squad to get get Beal Ball, you know, uh, abs- all the tools that he thinks he needs, 
then uh, we should absolutely do it. I think we should time to be bold here because, as I said, the the potential jackpot is is gigantic. Well, I I'm, I might be totally wrong here, but I actually think that Dessers has actually only played three times for Nigeria. I don't I don't think he's a first choice for Nigeria. Oh, okay, so we're not taking into account his twenty goal in three games start to the season, though. Uh, you know, I think. Uh, <sighs> I think at that point, every every nation will be hoping he's got a, I don't know an Italian granny or something like that that yeah. I mean he can no, he can um, play. He said four games for Nigeria, so he's not like you know one yeah. of the, the top top guys or anything like that. But he's young, well, he'll be coming on then. 28, 28 year old, four four games for Nigeria. You you would then I say as a as you say Andrew, I say as a cracking season with us. Mm-hmm. Then uh, then I don't think he will be first choice there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopefully, uh, yeah. I think the I think we're just now just over the 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 hour mark. So I'll ask you to. Uh, well, there's no scores that you can. Just one week away. About a ten week away before for the first game. Um, looking forward to it, Andrew, and say your goodbyes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think Alan McGregor's going to get a hat-trick. Um, I think it'll be a real strong performance and I wouldn't be surprised if he's back within the sticks for this season, knowing Rangers' track record of keeping him on uh, longer than necessary. Um, thanks, everyone. Thanks for the comments tonight. It's always great being on the pod. Apologies again for having us running <laughs> late at the start, um, but, you know, this is the pre-season. It's best to get it out of the way now before day one of the season. Mr. Pollock, how are you? Looking forward to the yeah, well, ten days. Absolutely, and you know, and there's nothing at all to to dampen my enthusiasm. So yeah, yeah I'm super excited, you know, to get this whole thing kicked off. You know, and, and we're within touching distance of it. I, I don't really see the, the Newcastle game being much of a football spectacle. It's it's just going to be a get the. A wee run round the pitch, say hello to the new players. Everyone will be a. Uh, it's a nice night. We give it. Say hello to our, our new squad. You know, exciting times. So, yeah, bring it on. You're gonna have a wee and, sign that's got Dessers. Can I get your shirt, please? Uh, sitting yeah. in, the, in the stand. Yeah. <laughs> I'll list the names. A roll of wallpaper <laughs> with all the names. Can I get your shirt? <laughs> Well, I, I'm, I'm afraid I, I hate that. I, I, I really, I don't mind the players if they if they do it out their own sort of a free will, but but I really hate that. As far as I know, all the games are on Rangers TV. So, uh, Bill, will, will you will you be watching if it's on Rangers TV? Yeah, I'm actually hoping to get down, uh, maybe get into one, but I'll need to wait and see how things go with work and all of that. Um, but, you know, just what you were saying there about holding up the signs, about asking for players' shirts, you know it's kids that do that, Dave. It's no middle-aged men. I'd be pretty disturbed if it was a middle-aged man asking for a player's yeah. shirt. But when it's, uh, well, do you do it? Obviously, do Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I'd say I'm going to have leg for a Todd Cantwell shirt. I'm not going to lie to you, lads. Yeah, absolutely. Aye. No shame. I, I want Todd Cantwell's shirt. They're both, both absolutely shameless, lads. What can I say? Yeah. Fair play to you for uh, winning it, though. I, I totally disagree because I I, I watched the, the the last game where players I can't remember what game it was were were swapped shirts and uh, and giving shirts away and the fathers were actually pushing the kids onto the park and that that's where I've got the problem. Yeah. If the players go over 
and they, they give the kids a, a shit. Nothing, no problem about it. But when fathers start throwing their kids over the, the, the fence or the whatever to, to get a shirt, then uh, then I'm a wee bit disappointed on it. Well, thanks for coming on. I've just got one thing. I, I, I tried to get information on Madja before, uh, before I come on here, and I, I couldn't see. His case was up yesterday, so I couldn't see whether I, I didn't get that information. So hopefully we'll get that information next few days. And obviously if he comes in, he's another one that will be in the Africa Cup. So thanks for everybody for coming on and thanks for everybody for watching from me. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday. I'm not sure who's on on Sunday, but I think it's Colin that's leading it. And all I can say is good night for tonight and we are the people. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.